Hi, my name is Adedeja Adeome. You're welcome to Godly Counsel Podcast. And if today is your first time of actually listening to any of our messages, this is Godly Counsel where we bridge the relationship gap between God and human. So you can join us uh, and listen to our previous messages or you can check us on Facebook, Godly Counsel. You can check us on Instagram. You can check us on Twitter. And then um, whatever social media platform you can, or you can send us an email. So thank you for joining us today. And um, before we go ahead, we would like to say a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, the teachings that we're going to be teaching today, Lord, let it not be the enticing word of man or enticing word of Adedejadeomi, but let it be the wisdom of God. And Lord, we pray that every agenda of the enemy shall not prevail. As we're putting out this message, it will begin to work change in the hearts of people that are listening. It will begin to purify, to glorify God in their life and to bring them to God-ordained purposes for their life. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. Our topic today is knowing the truth. Knowing the truth. The scripture today is going to be taken from John 8, 31 to 32, New Living Translation. Yes, I actually work with New Living Translation if your first time because you read same reason, New Living, New Living, New Living. So Jesus said to the people who believed in him, you are truly my disciple, my disciples. If you remain faithful to my teachings and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. So today we're talking about knowing the truth. One of the first things you need to understand about the being truthful or the truth, the definition, the quality or state of being true, fact or belief that is accepted as true. One of the things I have with this definition is saying that what is a quality or a state of being true fact or belief that is accepted as true now then the world we have today we accept a lot of things as truth somebody says something somebody just come and back it up and say that's the truth even another definition said the quality or state of being true fact no sorry truth is what is believed is right and accepted by many These two definitions connote that whatever is generally acceptable is truth. Whatever is accepted by many is truth. And it's been said that what has been a belief, the word belief, B-E-L-I-E-F, is saying that somebody in his mind or in her mind says, this is what I think is true. And I form a system around it. I form a mindset and it becomes my belief. And I'm sharing this belief with every other person out there to know that this is the truth. I have found the truth. Yay! But the problem of truth in the world today, making the lies of the enemy replace the truth of God. Let me give you an example of a truth. The first, One of the things you should understand about truth is this. You can say something in your bedroom and you market it. I'm using the word marketing. Market it. Marketing means that you are allowing more people to know and to get connected to this word. And you put it out there and it becomes many people accepting it and it now becomes the truth. 
which is not true. Because it is generally accepted by many does not mean that is the truth. And that is what we are facing even the kingdom of Christ today. In the kingdom of God, in the kingdom we both serve, we are saying that the people out there are saying this is the truth. Why are we denying? Sometimes we embrace some things from there and from the world. When I say there, I mean the world. Because of course you should understand that there are two kingdoms. The kingdoms of the world and the kingdom of God. There's no separate kingdom. So the kingdom is telling you that this is the way because we are many. Because we are much. Because we have the population. We have the numbers. And they say the truth. Let me quickly give you a fact from the Bible. It said if one soul is one in heaven, there's a rejoice. So the Bible is not telling you that it's accepted by many. One soul. One soul means that one person gave his or her life to Christ. Then there's a rejoice. They don't wait until it's 10 or 100. They don't wait, wait until it's 1 million or 1 billion or 1 trillion or 1 zillion. This, the second fact that I'm going to bring up from the Bible is a narrow is the pathway that leads to life. But he said only few will find it. He didn't say many. But the one that leads to death will be accompanied by many people. And in another statement, that is telling you and I that it's not about the population that is saying this is true. It is about the one that declares that it, this is true. Or this is the truth. Truth is what is believed is right and accepted by many. The enemy is selling lies to us and we are accepting it. Does not make it the truth. Because the serpent comes to the Eve and told Eve that this is what God is trying to say. Doesn't mean that the serpent is saying the truth. Because the crowd at one place, because a system is telling you that this is the truth, does not mean it is the truth. We, are, we don't know the truth, or we know the truth, we neglect it because it is not accepted by many people. It is not about the numbers when it comes to the kingdom. It is about the heart. I sorry, the heart. The H-E-A-R-T. It is about the heart of the people that comes into the kingdom. That is the people Jesus sees as the people that accepted the truth. And those are the people he shares the truth with. He was even saying that to the disciples, he said, it was not given to them because he said they are blind, they cannot see, they are deaf, they cannot hear that, so that they might not know the word, the truth. The disciples, there were 12. There were more than 12. But the ones that were, were recognized closer to him were 12. And among the crowd of the 5,000 people that were around him, that he was teaching the parables. I need to let you understand that because it is against the world, doesn't mean it's a lie. Because it is against the population. Because the population is having it this way doesn't make it the truth. The problem of truth in the world, making the lies of the enemy replace God, the truth of God, is one of the things we are seeing recently. 
Everywhere you turn, there are lots of information, lots of information that brought confusion, not knowing what to trust anymore. You know, the moment you hear something from somebody and somebody saying, oh, this, and another person saying this, you are now confused. You are now wondering, that is this the truth? Because what's the truth? The truth is the truth. The definition of truth is the truth. The definition of truth is true. There's no right or wrong. It is true. It is not true. And we cannot judge our basis on what we think or what we believe. It is to judge our basis on God's word. That is the basis for the truth. Or, let me rephrase it, that is the truth. And if it's not about God's words in your life, then that is not. Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus is the word, the truth. Even when Jesus came in into the New Testament, and then he was saying he did not come to do away with the laws. He came to fulfill the law. So that means God's word, the law he gave Moses, is the truth. But Jesus came to help us to walk in truth. Because he is the truth. And that is one of the things you need to understand from the scripture that we read today. The scripture says again in John 8, 31, 32, to the people who believed in him. Let me quickly break it down. Jesus said to the people who believed in him, he said, you are my disciple. They believe in Jesus. He said, you are my disciples. Why are they his disciples? Not because they believed in him. Jesus is in this scripture. He's trying to separate him and the truth. Jesus is the truth. But he wants us to focus more on the truth than just about him. His personality, his character. But we should focus on the truth. And I'm going to shock you a little bit today that we have spent much time focusing on the personality. The kind of man this pastor is. Of course, it goes along. We shall know them by the fruit. But yet, what about the truth they are spilling out? They are teaching. They are admonition. They are talking about. Because you can follow the personality and it's against your own personality and it doesn't go well. But when you follow the truth, you will never miss it. Jesus said to the people who believed in him, you are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings. They become his disciples not because they believed in Jesus. And even in the time, Jesus was even telling them that some of them believed in him because of the miracles and the signs and the wonders that they see him perform. Don't we have a lot of Christians, a lot of believers that believes in a preacher, believes in a pastor, believes in a bishop, that believes in an archbishop, believe in, 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 um, um, in a leader, because of the wonders they are performing. You believed in them based on the wonders and you forgot the truth. And the Bible says it's the truth 
that will set us free. The reason why a lot of people are still in bondage today is because they don't know the truth yet or they have not meditated or they've not conceived the truth yet. They are still walking in lies because they keep focusing on the signs and the wonders and forgetting that the truth is the truth that saves. Jesus did a lot of miracle signs and wonders, but he still went to the cross because that's the truth. God looked away because it's the truth. Because if he doesn't die for you and I, we cannot be saved. There must be a sacrifice, one sacrifice once and for all. The signs and wonders could not replace the truth. Because he said, I'm going to die in three days I will rise. It is the word. It is the truth from the throne of heaven. Do you want the truth or you want to still keep following the personality of men? He said, the scripture did not end there. He said what? If you remain faithful to my teachings, believing in me is different from faithful to my teachings. And this is where I'm going to quickly address we leaders, the teachers in the kingdom of Jesus Christ, in the kingdom of God, in the kingdom of the Holy Spirit, how good are we doing to our teachings? Our teachings, are they communicating the truth of Jesus Christ? We focus more on the personality of Jesus, how he bent down when the woman that was caught in the adultery when he bent down to write. I will begin to give the scripture on when Jesus was writing. We've preached messages, 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 messages upon that. But do we truly look into the teachings of Jesus and pick out the parables and begin to teach and to teach and to teach and to teach around that? Do you know what Paul said? Paul said, I am the master builder. Anybody that will build upon this, must watch carefully, meaning Jesus has laid the foundation. Every one of us are coming to build upon it. Are we truly teaching the truth? Or we are rehearsing personalities? I am not using this to attack anybody. God sees my heart. But I want to help people in bondages. Because they are not set free. Because when your teaching focuses more on your personality, on what you do and what you don't do, on the way you do things, and people want a rushing their way because you have become an embodiment of success. You have become a look of a sought-after person, personality, and they are rushing themselves to become like you. Then you have made a great mistake. We don't need to become like anyone. Even Jesus did not become like himself. He said, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. Meaning that the Father is me. Meaning that I have traced my step. I have taken the truth within me that I have become like the Father. He said above all that we should be perfect like our Heavenly Father, not like Jesus Christ. Yet he knows no sin. <laughs> you see, what, what, the first time I had contact with the scripture, I, 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 I couldn't, I couldn't rest, I couldn't sleep. It was just ringing in my mind. I was asking myself a lot of questions. Have I really done justice to the teachings that Jesus gave me? 
and the people are still in bondage not because they are not even seeing the preachers it, it don't know me when I, I was spending my time was asking god god we have a lot of people doing this preaching work let me just go into the business world let me go and multiply money <laughs> let me go and create job employment for people let me create an organization that is going to be wild that people will work and they will be able to miss their experience. Trust me, I, God has helped me with a level of wisdom that when I'm doing things, I'm thinking of how it's going to affect the other generation. Building a company, set up a business, is producing more and more money and people are able to uh, help salary to be able to build their own dreams and their future feel their family be able to go to school the children become to grow up and before you know it's expanding expanding to that level and the society at large at least if i can say five percent unemployment rate in a, in a, in a nation in a country that the business is if we can save two percent we are doing a great job so my mindset is on that then if i can help two percent of the family to be able to achieve their dream if i can help somebody to save enough to be able to start his or her own business because they work so i'm thinking in that way but when god said okay we need to come into the ministry i was saying holy spirit yes i am coming to the ministry but i am in the ministry now what are but we have a lot of churches a lot of preachers everywhere and it was like, no, that's not it. But well, are they truly set free? And I'm like, yes, they're free. They're teaching messages. Until I came in contact with the scripture. And trust me, I've been, since the court, God called me into the ministry, it took me about 10 years to finally get into the scripture. It took me like 10 years to come in contact with the scripture. It didn't just come in one day. Ten years to come in contact. Sometimes we might have spent 20 years of our life been teaching until we finally find the truth. And we have to turn back. I remember during the last years of um, Dr. Mouse Morrow, he said, he said the same thing. And I didn't imagine I listened to that message like four, five years ago. But yet I didn't understand this is where it's coming from. If you notice towards the end of his life, Dr. late Dr. Miles Morrow, his messages has been on kingdom of God. He has been taking practically the teaching of Jesus Christ and been giving it back to people. But, uh, um, rephrasing, or not restless rephrasing, reframing it for understanding of this age and be giving it back. And the main mention in one of his messages, the reason why he was doing that, he realized that he has been preaching nonsense for about 20-something years and they repented. They realized that he has been preaching a lot of things but not the kingdom and when he found out that this is what god wants us to be teaching people he repented and i'm giving a preacher an opportunity this night but being because we need to set people free and because the, he didn't finish there he said faithful to my teachings after that then he said and you will know the truth is until you get the Jesus teachings, you will know the truth. Without the teachings of Jesus, without being faithful. See, it's 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 not just you hearing, it is now being faithful. But all about people that not even heard the teaching, the teaching of Jesus. How would they come into the place of faithfulness? How 
they come into the place of faithfulness because they've not even heard his teaching. Then the faithfulness is not a process of daily maintenance, being faithful to read. And that is when they will know the truth. And the truth will set them free. I pray for someone today that is listening to me that the truth will set you free. That you will know the truth. I'm not the only preacher with the truth. I'm not the only teacher. And I'm not going to say, stay glued to godly counsel so that I can hear the truth. I'm not going to do that marketing <laughs> tactics. Of course, if God leads you to listen to godly counsel, stay, stick with us. But I am telling you today, make sure God lead you to the teacher that are teaching the truth. Because it is where your freedom is. It is where you're going to be free from the addiction. A lot of people going through addictions. A lot of people going through stuff. But they are not saved. They are in bondage. All in the name of they don't hear the truth. I'm going to quickly going to mention three things. Three things. The truth is a process. And the process to freedom. I'm going to quickly mention three things to, that will lead you into the process of freedom. Number one is faithfulness to the teaching of Jesus Christ. You have to be faithful to the teaching of Jesus Christ. And that's why I'm praying for you to find the teaching of Jesus Christ. Not the teaching. Not teaching about Jesus Christ. Thank you, Holy Ghost. But the teachings of Jesus Christ. Not teaching about Jesus Christ, but the teachers. You have to be faithful. Then number two, becoming Jesus Christ's disciples means representing Jesus Christ on earth. Becoming his disciple means representing him on earth. You need to move from being faithful to becoming representing him on earth. Because at the where we are right now, the representative of Jesus Christ will begin to work out the freedom. We'll begin to work out the freedom. The truth will begin to set a lot of people free. The more you are presenting in the midst of ten, in your workplace, in the political house, in the meetings, it's not until you preach one hour sermon you're teaching. One of the teachings of Jesus Christ about the parable of the sower. You can just be discussing with a friend as you guys are eating and all that. And you said, ah, wow. You know, one of the things I just learned in the Bible about the parable of the sower. Wow. Look at that, that the ones that were stored on the stony ground. Stony ground. So some people might receive it and the cares of life will choke it. I don't know. So they life and truly our people are facing temptation with the case of life. Just that statement. You're already teaching the truth. And it's going to set somebody free. And the last thing is what? You need to know the truth. Knowing the truth is more important. You need to know it. And you can't know it except the teaching of Jesus Christ. And I know you're there. You're listening to me today. I want to teach, show you the person 
That is the truth and life. No one goes to the Father except through Him. He's the way. He's the truth. He's the life. Until you meet with Him, then His teachings become, you become faithful to Him. Remember, I said, the people that believed in Him, they're just disciples. It doesn't mean they're faithful to His teachings. That's why we have 12 disciples and one disappointed him and the remaining ran everywhere was going through tribulations. <laughs> they ran because they were just in the position of disciples. They were not faithful to his teachings until they began to be faithful to his teachings. So I want to pray for someone that's listening to me and saying, oh, you've been talking about Jesus Christ. Who is this guy? I want to lead him to him. First of all, you need to believe in your heart that Jesus Christ died for you. He died to save you. And confession is made unto salvation. Do you believe in your heart that Jesus died for you? Say this word after me. Jesus Christ, I believe in my heart and confess with my mouth that you are my Savior and King. Come into my life today. Be my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you pray that simple prayer with me, you're on the journey. So for you to continue listening to the teachings of Jesus Christ to know the truth, I'll say you follow our podcast follow us on our Facebook page and get daily devotional that's going to help you and usher you into the realm of truth. And I want to say to someone that is listening to me that God will open that door for you. Everywhere that you'll be asking questions that God, when are you going to do it? God said the time is now. Oh my Shandalaba. For somebody, your home is Malachi 4.3. Read it and be set free in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for listening to us. They will come your way next time. Bye.